Welcome to Courageous Womanhood with Shalice Allen Millett, where we believe every woman has a story to tell. Okay, so I'm here with Becky Parkett, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about her life, really. <laughs> so you're one of my heroes. <laughs> I know you've been through a lot. Um, so I would love to talk about infertility. I'd love to talk about your struggle with, I don't even know what your diagnosis is, actually. Uh, it's a long one. Okay, I'm ready. It's fluoroquinolone associated disability syndrome. Wow, that is a long one. It's basically an antibiotic injury that's permanent. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's let's go right into it. So first of all, we should know that you are married. You've been married for how many years? Seventeen. Seventeen. So you have how many kids? Four. Four kids, all boys. Three boys, Three one girl, and a girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's just. Let's actually start with um, having your kids. You didn't know if you'd be able to have kids. No, is this right? Okay. That's right. Let's talk about infertility and what that looks like. Oh, it's so lonely. Yeah. Why? Why lonely? lonely. That, that word surprises me actually to describe it. Really? So, yeah, yeah. That was like the. That was like the hardest part. I think for me was the loneliness because okay. I never felt like anybody understood exactly how that felt. Like people would be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry you can't have a baby," yeah. and you'd be like, "Yeah, it's sad, but." I you understand that yeah. roller coaster and unless you've gone through it you don't right. understand that it you just don't feels, get it and I was I was the only one in my family that couldn't have babies like okay. both sides of the family oh. and the course of having of trying to have a baby everybody had a baby oh my gosh during that time so, so you like just his four siblings my two so like I just watched everyone have babies and it was oh. hard so it just felt lonely yeah yeah so what would you tell someone like me who I, I don't have that particular challenge, I have mm -hmm. my own, but not that one. What would you say to help me understand really what that's like for you? Oh, it's been so long. Yeah. Such a long time ago. Um, I would say just remembering them. Okay. You know, and like just being sensitive to those moments that come natural to everyone else. Yeah. You know, like nobody in my family understood why I wanted to go on vacation for Mother's Day. Oh yeah. Like I didn't want to be there. Right. You know, church was hard for Mother's Day. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. So I think just remembering that to give them, to give them that, to, like right. yeah, that's a gift you can give them. Yeah. Is like allowing them to like, like as a mother or as a grandmother or something, you want them to be with you for Mother's right. Day. Right. But like just being like, no, I understand yeah. that this is what you need. I can't understand what you're going through. Right. But I can understand that you need yeah. this space on this day. And I know you love me. Right. But like giving them that gift that yeah. you love me and I love you. So I'm going right. to let you just, I'm not going to give you a guilt trip to yeah. do what you need to do. Yeah. I'm going to let you do this the way you need mm -hmm. to do this yeah. to meet your needs. Yeah. That's huge. So just, yeah, I, I would say uh, allowance. Okay. Is, like a big one for people with infertility, yeah. just like allowing them to feel those feelings, not trying to change the way they feel by like, oh, but you're such a great aunt, which is yeah. great. Like, right. oh my gosh, that was like my goal. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to be the best Everyone wants to be fun aunt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so those are great things, but like, it doesn't change how it feels. Right. And so just allowing them, I think, to feel their feelings yeah. is, is huge, not yeah. trying to change it. I think that's one of the hardest things and the, the greatest gift we can do for each other. Like as women and as parents, husband, you know, is to just sit with each other mm -hmm. in our trials and not try to fix it. I always thought I can't sit with them because I don't know what to say. I don't know how to fix it, but you don't really have to. You can say, I don't know what to say, but I will sit with you in this and cry with you and yes, exactly. be here with you. It's hard to yeah. do. Yeah. But I think it's, it is one of the biggest gifts. Is I, I'll just sit in it with you. Yeah. 
I'll just sit in with you. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that like maybe resentment for people who like you want to be happy for sister and brother who are having babies, mm -hmm. but to be happy for them while you're still grieving your own mm -hmm. inability. How did you deal with that? How did you? That was really hard. Yeah. That was really hard. I I always put on the happy face because I was happy yeah. for them. Like that was not an insincere right. feeling. Right. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for them. But I I would definitely take that moment in the car yeah. on the ride home mm -hmm. when the announcement was made that they were pregnant to just cry. Yeah. Just, just take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. It was it was a very hard feeling. Yeah. And then when those babies came, I just tried to be the best aunt I could. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how many years until, how many years did you work on infertility? Um, two and a half. Two and a half. Before we had our first baby. Okay. And then another, I think another two and a half before we had the twins. Okay. Wow. So. Okay. It was two and a half before each pregnancy. Before each pregnancy. Except for my last one. That one, that one was easy. Right. <laughs> for <laughs> some <laughs> reason. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Get it, get it here quick because there's other stuff coming. Oh, basically, exactly. Basically, how that went. Just get it here because right. we got more. We got right. more trials. Right. Moving on to the next one. Yeah, this one is like I felt like, you know, childhood and everything is like not a hard thing for me. Like yeah. I had post, I had premenstrual dysphoric disorder, you know, PMDD or whatever. So my yeah. penis was always worse as a teenager. But it's like as soon as I hit adult, <laughs> like all the adult stuff is like, oh, you're gonna you're going to go through an abusive relationship. Oh, yeah. and you're going to have infertility. Oh, and then you're going to have postpartum depression. Right. Right. And then you're finally going to figure it out and get a hysterectomy. And then you're going to have, um, yes, yeah, disability, fluoroquinolone right. associated disability. When you get all that, your tongue, right? once everything else is figured out, then, you know, yeah. Um, postpartum depression. Yeah. Can we talk about postpartum depression? Darkest time of my life. Oh my gosh. Darkest. How I didn't, I didn't understand it was depression. I was sitting in for so long mm -hmm. like I wasn't functioning I couldn't get off the couch I just thought that's what recovery from a baby felt like looked like yeah, yeah. so uh, talk rough. about your postpartum that was stuff rough. yeah it was really like um anxiety ridden okay just, it, it was an interesting moment when in the hospital and it was like probably less than 24 hours after my baby was born and it was like a darkness just settled wow. inside of me and I felt it I felt it. Like, I remember that moment right. of just, oh my like, gosh. a darkness. And I was like, oh, and it was anxiety and sadness and all these horrible feelings yeah. that I, I was like, what, what just happened to me? Yeah. And I should only be experiencing joy, joy. because I worked so hard mm -hmm. for this and all I feel is darkness. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. And it never went away. Like, people were like, oh, after you feel better. Uh-uh. 11 years of it. Really? It never, never went away to me. Never tell me I struck me. What? Did it lift almost as quickly as it came after the hysterectomy? Yes. Are you kidding I'm me? not kidding you. I had the hysterectomy and after like the drugs all wore off or whatever and I'm at home, I was like, oh my gosh. What? I feel joy in my heart. Like I have not felt that for 11 years. Like not the kind of joy from circumstances. Right. A kind of joy that just is there. Yeah. Just, just like it has nothing to do with your circumstances. Yeah. Like just someone turned on a light in a room. A light. Yep. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. It was horrible. Like, and I was, and after that hysterectomy, I was like, and I remember before the hysterectomy thinking, if I could have Becky back, yeah. if my mind can be Becky again, yeah. if my personality can be Becky again, 
I would rather be military the rest of my life. Yeah. I probably cursed myself. Right. Because I literally, literally right. said that before my hysterectomy. I oh, told wow. my husband, I'm like, I want this to work so yeah. bad. Yeah. I just want to feel like me again. Yeah. And no one understands that you can't control it when yeah. you're postpartum depression. And so, you know, and also I had premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Right. So it was like a two-way oh, problem gosh. going on that just fed yeah. off each other because it's just like this up and down. Yeah. And, you know, and so I just, I just remember thinking that, like, or saying that out loud to my husband, like, I would give anything to feel like me again. Oh my it's been 11 years. I want this to work so bad. I would rather be in a wheelchair. We're okay. okay. I own a wheelchair now. We can now. work, right? we can work <laughs> on that. We can handle that. Right. Oh my gosh. I know. I can't. Sometimes, so, I mean, in my head, all I can think of, oh my gosh, <laughs> the sacrifice that Becky went through to be a mom. Like, yeah. just... Being a mom was so important to you yeah. that the sacrifices that you made with the ups and downs of infertility and then the postpartum depression. And mm -hmm. I can't, I can't even imagine, but I think, I think that's the call that her hearts feel to be a mom sometimes. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. Like our hearts just call us into yeah. motherhood and we don't, we're willing to walk through fire. We are over and over. Yeah. Over and over right. every like, day. I knew what I was getting into the second time we were trying. Yeah. It's like, okay. I have postpartum. Okay, I have infertility. Right. But I want more. Right. <laughs> but I want to do this anyway. Like, there's more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, then we, and then you do, you, I did in vitro for the twins. And oh. so it's like this whole medical roller coaster on top yeah. of everything else. And it's like, yeah. But the call is so strong. And more hormones. Strong. More hormone, hormones. Yeah. yeah. But the strong, that call is strong. Yeah. Our heart pulls us, I think. I think our heart pulls us to motherhood. Yeah. I think it does. I agree. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you had your hysterectomy. Is this the beginning of your sickness? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know your whole story. Really, yeah, so yeah. Is... So I had a hysterectomy. Um, and then 10 days later, I... How old had, is your youngest? My youngest at that point was five. Five. Okay. And my oldest was 11. Okay. My twins were seven. Okay. And um, and then 10 days later, I had an infection. It was an uncomplicated infection. I wasn't septic. I had okay. no fever, no chills, like nothing that would like point that this is like an emergency. Yeah. But just an infection from the hysterectomy, just a little abscess. And they put me on an antibiotic that um, attacks your mitochondria. Okay. And so my mitochondria, and since, and everybody has a different breaking point with a yeah. certain antibiotic. Everyone gets the damage on their mitochondria, mm -hmm. but everybody breaks at a certain point. Okay. And I think because I just had surgery, my body was weakened, oh, everything, yeah. you know, I was depleted. And so they put me on the antibiotic and seven days into it, I woke up and um, felt really weird. Like I couldn't walk, couldn't lift my arms very well. And halfway through the day, I couldn't put one foot in front of the other and I couldn't lift my arms and my husband laid me down cause I was like in excruciating pain and I went to like move and I was like, I can't lift my head. I can't lift my head. Oh my gosh. And so are you at home? Mm -hmm. At this point I was in, at home and I remember are you panicking. Or are you total panic? Oh my gosh. Panic of like what is going on. But I knew what was going on. Like I oh. knew what had just happened to me because I had read an article a year before that warned of this antibiotic what and i had told the doctor before they gave it to me i said oh i read an article about this i don't want to take this yeah i heard it can damage tendons and i have really bad knees and i have yeah. bad neck and and she looked me straight in the eye and she said no that's wrong that's wrong information it doesn't do that oh and then i was like oh gosh i must have oh i must have read that wrong yeah. oh okay yeah. like i second guessed myself instead of fighting and that's a regret i had worked it out yeah. therapy oh i'm sure of, you know feeling those feelings but yeah. um we should talk more about that yeah so i um so I took it and then ended up being bedridden for about, oh, I would say a good six weeks of like 
barely being able to move, like having wow. to have my husband bathe me, everyone had to do everything oh for me. And that uncertainty of, oh gosh, am I gonna be in a wheelchair the rest of my life? And is the shuffle walk I'm doing, is that gonna be my walk yeah. the rest of my life? Miracles happened and I've um, recovered to the point where I can function now and I have good days and bad days. Yeah. And I need a wheelchair for certain things and yeah. I can't do activities that I love anymore, but I can function. Right. So Right. I have my I have my brain. <laughs> Becky's back here. Right. This Becky. This Becky. Yeah. Back. <laughs> yeah. Just trade it. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's let's talk about the regret. Like that. I should have. I mean, hindsight, we can beat ourselves up over and over again for what we because mm -hmm. we didn't know the results. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you work through that? How did oh, you? I was so angry. Yeah. At yourself. Uh, or at the doctor, um, at the everyone, everyone. I was mad at myself for not fighting when I read something. Mm. Instead of like letting her make me think I didn't know what I was yeah. talking about, I, I just, I let her like stomp on my feeling, mm -hmm. you know. And I didn't listen to that inner voice. Yeah. And so that was really hard that I denied that inner voice. So yeah. that was a lot of therapy to like, to, to just be like, hey, I can be mad, but right. This is, I got to learn from this. Yeah. You know, I got to the point where like boundaries, if you cross my boundary. Yeah. Like you were going to hear it from me. Right. Like I should tell a story about Do how bad my boundaries were. Like, okay. Because I felt like this, this doctor had crossed mm -hmm. such a, I mean, just my, my life was yeah. completely changed for changed ever. I mean, hopefully not. I mean, I, right. I still have hope. Yeah. You know, but, um, I remember I was on the computer actually writing a letter to this doctor of just like, you know, part of my therapy yeah I have never sent it yeah I haven't maybe I should so that she knows what that medicine does right but, um I was actually writing this letter and this woman walked by my lawn and let her dog poop on it and I was like oh she better pick that up she did yeah but she went around to my house and put it in my garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh no no one puts poop I in hobbled out of my house <laughs> I went up the street and I limped I I limp a lot but, yeah um back then it was like all the time really big yeah. and um and I looked at her and I was like I don't have a dog and I don't want poop smell in my garbage <laughs> go get your poop out of my garbage yeah. and this woman looked at me like I was like gonna beat her up and I was like because I was so mad yeah it was like yeah. this line had been crossed or like right. this woman at, at, at Old Navy once butted me in line yeah and it was like I felt like I wanted to deck her yeah like the, my boundaries were so so thin like yeah. you stepped over it I was gonna let you know yeah and so, lots like of you therapy. swung, you swung oh. from like no boundary to exactly like all I, boundaries. It was like I let you walk on me, yeah, and no more. Like no one yeah. will ever do that to me. No that's how I felt. Anyone, yeah. me, even like the littlest thing, I couldn't handle it. So, so yeah, that's but lots of therapy, you know. Okay. and it was phenomenal therapy. I yeah. recommend everybody going to it. <laughs> right, I think everybody needs therapy. Right, yeah. <laughs> my personal. Yeah, and so yeah. now I kind of feel like I I still have my boundaries, and I still feel yeah. very strongly about standing up for that inner voice I have. But I can do it nicely now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't doing it nice for a while. <laughs> I think we do that with lots of anger. <laughs> and the only way to do it is to swing. Yeah, like the only way to come from here is to go to here, yeah. and then it kind of comes. It like comes this. back. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only way I yeah. how to do it. Was so it was yeah, yeah. That was really rough. That was a really rough like realization to like, and I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive yeah. myself for not speaking up. Right. Louder. Yeah, and compassion on that Becky that was doing everything she could with the tools mm -hmm. she had to yeah. stick up for herself. Yes, but. and I, that's, that is huge. Yeah. That is like the, the big, one of the biggest things I've learned is self-compassion. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like something I still work on. It's still something like at the forefront of my mind to just like be kind to myself, be kind yeah. to my limitations. Like, okay, I can't do the things I love to do with my kids anymore. It right. breaks my heart. Like, yeah. I can't go jump on the trampoline, throw the football, play basketball, yeah. take them on. Because you've four always been hikes. so active. You've always yeah. been so active. Yeah, and I and I can't do it. And so I beat myself up over it, or I feel guilty that they're not getting that mom experience that I want them to have. Yeah. And then I have to be like kind and compassionate to myself and be like, you know what though? Would you rather them have that or have mm -hmm. this Becky that you really wanted them to have? Right. And so I can be there for them emotionally and mentally now and yeah. have fun with them in a different way. And and yeah. so it's just that, but it's that compassion and forgiving that I really had to work on. Right. And you still do every day, it sounds oh, like. Oh, totally. Like you still have to like, because there's certain things I still want to do with them that I'm like, yeah. okay, I can't do that. It's okay. Yeah. This is okay. Like be kind to yourself. Right. Like work with what you have. Yeah. And go from with there. the tools that you have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's talk about that, that mom shame. Because studies show that almost universally women have shame about motherhood and the moms there. And the funny thing is, which you probably understand this from the infertility is, you don't even have to be a mom to have mom shame. Yeah. You know, right? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Yeah. I don't even have a kid. Right, right. right. Like, is that because I'm going to be a bad mom? Like, yes. a lot. Yeah. All of, is God punishing me? Is, mm -hmm. yeah, like all of that. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that. Um, and so, how does, I, I, and I'm just coming like from a place where, like, my own depression and laying in bed and hearing my kids struggling and hungry and fighting and just thinking, what kind of mom lays in bed and just listens to her kids struggle like that? Like, mm -hmm that's real, you know, to, to the mom heart who yeah. wanted these kids so bad. So how did you deal with that? How did you deal with the in, inability to take care of them the way you wanted to and your limitations, especially I want to add, because I feel like so much of our worth is wrapped around what we do, not mm -hmm. who we are, but mm -hmm. what we do, you know, as wives and moms and yeah. women. Um, I think I, one thing my sister-in-law said to me once was really, um, I, it has stuck with me because her mom, she grew up with a mom with really, really horrible rheumatoid arthritis uh -huh. from the time she was like five. Oh, she wow. remembers having to get herself ready for school and, and stuff like that. And, um, and so she called me one day and she was like, you know, Becky, just remember that even though you're not there physically, you're there emotionally and mentally. Yeah. And that was like really, really big for me. So I think, um, the mom shame where I don't get to do the things I want to do with them. I try to bring it back to, but what can I do now? Yeah. And, and not only what can I do, but like, like, like you said, you try not to base your worth on what, what you're doing, right? but it's really hard not to. It's so hard not to. Because that's, that's what the world teaches is like, yeah. well, if you do this and do this and this, then you're successful yeah. and you're great. Right. Right. I, so, I did this today. I did this yeah. today. I read to my kids that, you know, mm -hmm. good moms do this. Like I have a checklist or used to of good moms do, mm -hmm. you know, and if I'm not hitting all those lists, then I'm not a good mom. I don't know how I get through that other than I legit, the therapy has helped me so much. Yeah, like just, just um, the self-compassion and the, just the self-compassion with it. Just yeah. like working on just better self-talk instead of beating myself up over it. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what though? These kids are happy. Right. And not only are they happy, but I'm not in charge of their happiness. Yeah. Like I can help them give them tools and, and guide them along. And I'm so grateful I can do that. Yeah. You know, and just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really think it comes for me, self-compassion and yeah. um, just working with what I have. Can we talk about like the self-talk? Because honestly, I know, I know you well enough to, that if I were sitting here and I was like, I can't get up and do things like with my kids, I can't go hiking. Do, you would tell me, Shalice, you're still a good mom. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's who you are and how you love your kids. It's not all those activities. And you would mean it mm -hmm. telling it to me. Mm -hmm. 
But to yourself. Yes. We can go <laughs> so hard on yourself. What is the matter with us? Right? <laughs> I shouldn't say it like that, but we can't believe ourselves. No. We can't. What? How, how have you learned to believe yourself? Is it practice? Is it repetition? Is it? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Because I think it's a learned behavior. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a habit. Yes. Like the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more mm -hmm. you believe yourself. And I think you have to think with the right thoughts because... Yeah. I think if you're going to say something to yourself that you don't really believe, yeah. you're not going to buy into it. Right. So if you say something okay, that you right. believe about right. yourself, start with that. Yeah. Start small. Start with something you do believe about yourself. Right. Like, okay, I can't do this and this and this with my kids, but I, I am good at this. Yeah. And anything that's just something small, like you just start yeah. there. And then before you know it, like you become, you become better and better and better and the self-talk becomes more relevant. Yeah. You know, but you have to start small and you have to make sure it's things you believe and buy into. Okay. It's not going to work. I love that. Don't. I love that. That's such a good point because I, I think we do try to like trick ourselves yeah. or lie to ourselves oh, or yeah. whatever, but yeah, but something we can believe. Just start mm -hmm. with something that I can believe. Yes. Oh my start gosh. Start with something you can believe. Okay. In the deepest, darkest moments, that. sometimes <sighs> something itty bitty. Yeah. Itty bitty. Yeah. That you can believe that you can buy into. Yeah. I have a list on my phone. It's my I am list. Mm -hmm. I am loving. Mm -hmm. I am smart. I mm -hmm. am, you know, and so those times that I'm just beating myself up, it's my I am list. Mm -hmm. And I pull it up and I'm like, these are truths I believe they about are, myself. They have to be truths. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I think is, is praying that God will show you the truths about yourself. Yeah. I think that's huge because the world is what's telling us that our worth is about what how much we do mm -hmm. and about what we look like as a mom for mm -hmm. the PTO, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, whatever it is we should be doing mm -hmm. that we're not doing. I think I put motherhood in a box mm -hmm. and if I don't get into that box then I'm a bad mom. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I never wanted to be a working mom. So I went through years of and failing my kids cause I'm a working mom. But there's lots of good moms who right. work. There's lots of good moms right. who have whatever you call it. I can't even say. Fads. Fads. <laughs> fads. <laughs> I love it. That's fads. Yeah. yeah. They're still really good moms. Oh, yeah. But we put good motherhood in a box, mm -hmm. I think. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. And I mean, still to this day, I do those things that I yeah. feel like I should be doing. Yeah. But you know, I enjoy them. They enrich my life. So right. I, I can't like discount them either. Yeah. Like I enjoy being a part of the school community council. I enjoy right. being on the CTA. Right. I, right. I enjoy like those yeah. little things. Right. You know, they do bring. and But I have to remember why I'm doing them. That's huge. Because, okay, if I'm doing it because I feel like that's what I should be doing as a mom, it doesn't mm -hmm. fulfill me. But if I do it because I'm like, this is something that I enjoy for me. Yeah. I enjoy being involved. I right. enjoy doing this and this and this. If I can handle it on my plate yeah, and it's something I enjoy, that's okay. But if I'm doing it because I have to do this because I'm a good mom, I have to do this because I can't do this. Yeah. If I can't do this, then I better do this. Right. Then you're just going to overwhelm yourself and you're going to beat yourself up and you're yeah. going to exhausted. But if it's like something that fulfills you, my opinion is it's yeah. a good thing. How did you get there? How did you get from, oh, I should be doing that? Like, do you catch yourself in the thought or do you ask yourself questions like, why are you really doing this? Like, how I think do it's you... conversations like this that I've had with other moms that you just okay. start to like have the self-realization Yeah. of like, why am I doing that? Why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does fulfill me? Yeah. Am I doing it for the wrong reason? Yeah. Is this, is this because I beat myself up or right. is this because it makes me happy? Yeah. This is really what I want to do mm -hmm. to support my kids or to... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do not volunteer in my kids' classrooms. I don't. Yeah. Because it does not fulfill me. Right. And I feel like I'm a better mom if I don't. Right. Right. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. So this is. And I get that mom yeah. guilt from like other people that are yeah. like, you don't volunteer in your kids' classroom. Right. Like, no, I don't. No. But no. I love being on the school team. Right. Council, and I love being on the yeah. PTA. And I, you right. know. Yeah. And so I do those things that 
make me feel good about myself. I'm not going to go in there if I'm like dreading right. it. And I'm just, and of course we all do things for our right. kids that we dread. Uh, duh. Right. As part of being a mom is sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. But like when I think about like those extra things, like where is it taking me? Yeah. I think that's the important part about boundaries too, coming back yeah. to boundaries. Like anytime we say yes to something that we instinctively know we should say no to, we're going to resent it. Absolutely. We're going to hate it. We're going to be mad at it mm -hmm. because we should have said no and we knew it. That was our instinct. And we betrayed ourselves yeah. when we said yes. And yes. we're going to resent the person we said yes to. Like, yeah. that's one thing I've learned about boundaries. Like, I want to still love you, so I'm going to say no totally. or whatever. Or I'm going to say you need to do this, you know, in our relationship for me to feel safe because I love you. Totally. And I don't want to be mad at you. Totally. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's my big thing. And it's, it, it goes to yourself, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you resent yourself, too. Like, it's, right. It's you do. You resent yourself. And it's the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like, it's a... It's a yeah, it's a it comes full circle. It totally <laughs> like, does. To... It totally does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I finally decided my rule is if I say yes to this and it's going to make me yell at my kids at some point, <laughs> then I have to say no. Have to say like, no. My rule is will this make me yell at my kids? <laughs> That's like, awesome. like, I like that rule. Yeah. Like I'm going to a meeting. I'm like, I got I remember it, for me, it came about sewing Halloween costumes. I used to sew these elaborate costumes for my kids and some people love it, but I would, that's all I would do all day long. And then my kids would be like, mom, can you watch it? And I'm like, no, I'm sewing your Halloween costume. It's for you. You know, I got all stressed and happy perfect. And I'm like, my kids would rather went to the dollar store and bought them a sword and a pirate right. and watch TV with them. Like, right. I am missing the mark on this, you know? <laughs> and so that's where I had to like, if it's going to make me yell at my children, then I can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. just I like that. Right? I like that rule. <laughs> That's the only way I can I'm figure gonna, out how to I'm, draw out. I'm going to put that as one of right. my questions. <laughs> right. It's going to make me yell at my kids. <laughs> yes. like, awesome. Yeah. Which I mean, not that I don't ever yell at my kids anymore, but anyway, that was my guideline. Yeah. But I, I love that I, you went deeper than I did. Like, does this fulfill me? Is this, you know, cause time is limited and there's an opportunity cost. When we choose to spend it someplace else, it means we're not spending it someplace else. Exactly. And so you have to choose mm -hmm. the things that fulfill you and serve your kids exactly. the way you want to serve them. Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, I just started a play. Oh, you did? Oh, I, yeah. You were at rehearsal this morning. I was. And I never acted in my life. What? I never sung in a group. But now I'm in a group of, like, nine women. What? Singing. And I 100% admit I did it for my son. Really? Like 100%. Because he tried out and made it. And it was, I, he was, there was like this glow on his face I've never yeah. seen before. Yeah. And they needed moms. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I want to say no so bad. Right, right, right. But I did it. Yeah? I did it anyway. Are because, you enjoying it? Because, because I, I wanted to do, I wanted to do it for him. Yeah. Legit yeah. wanted yeah. to do it for him. And now that I'm in there, I'm like, okay, I'm having fun. Right. I'm going to get awake so no one knows it's me, but I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna hide myself. This is totally not yeah. me, but yeah. But like, but yeah, like it's a sacrifice. Yeah. And like, it wasn't crossing any boundary that made me feel like upset or mad. Yeah. Or because you chose to. I chose to. I was like, I want to do this for him. I want to be yeah. here with him because this means so much to him. Right. And Even though it might break you down in other places because your energy, yeah. like, yes. is all ours is limited, but yours is especially yes. limited. Your energy levels. Yeah. I, it's definitely taking a little bit of a toll. Yeah. But it's like a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Right. It's a, it's a value chose. That. Right. Yeah, I have to evaluate that. Yeah. Okay. I have to tell you, I was talking to your dad earlier, and I have to tell you that he said that most people wouldn't know that you have a handicap and that you are so happy. If you could just hear your dad talk about you, like that you're so happy and that you choose 
to be happy in spite of what's going on for you and that you push forward and you, I don't know, it was just really, he's very proud of you oh, sweet. <laughs> and um, that you, you just don't let it um, change you and you, you're choosing happy in your circumstances. Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. You want to start on that? <laughs> um, I love that I have the choice for it. Yeah, I think that's huge for me. I, um, I don't know where to start with that. <laughs> that was hard because it, it is a choice. Like yeah. I definitely made that choice to be happy through it because, um, because I could totally have gone the other way. Yeah, and I think I was at a crossroads one day. Yeah, um, I remember laying in bed and. Um, bawling for hours yeah praying for hours just like why did this happen what's going on is this going to be my life forever i don't yeah. think i can do this on and on and on and on and on and um and the lord directed me to a woman that lives in phoenix actually really mm -hmm. um and it was like go to this blog and i was like i've been on that blog i know what it tells me it told it it's the it's the article that told me what happened to me. Oh. I don't need to go. I don't want to relive that article. Yeah. I don't want to read it again. Yeah. But it was like go to that blog, and so I did. And at the very very bottom, as I scrolled all the way down, which I've never done before, she had written a book, and she has the same thing I have. Wow. Except for hers is way more severe. Wow. Um, and I read her book. I ordered it and I read it in twenty four hours because I couldn't put it down, because it struck me how much she um, kept her chin up, and she just. She chose happy, she chose service, she chose yeah. these things that um, that made her life better because there's a circumstance she can't change, but there are choices you can still yeah. make within those circumstances. Yeah. And that just changed my perspective completely. Completely. It turned my face to the Lord. Yeah. Instead of turning my face to the wise. Why, 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 yeah. why, why? And then I started asking the Lord different questions. Yeah. Like instead of why did this happen to me? It's what do you want from me? What yeah. is it that you need to do? What is it from this that I'm supposed to learn? Yeah. What am I supposed to give back because of it? Right. Like, is there somebody else that this could happen to that yeah. shouldn't happen to that I could help if I right. just have a loud mouth and tell people don't take my right. antibiotic? <laughs> right. You know? Um, and so I think I started asking the Lord different questions. Yeah. Instead of the wise. Did because, you get answers? Um, yeah. I think I've definitely gotten a few answers of yeah. why or what I'm supposed to do because of it. Yeah. Because the wise don't. The wise don't do us any good sometimes. No. Like, they... They are, it is what it is. It is what it is. The circumstances, yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and then I had this, this lady in um, a neighborhood I used to live in a while back, and she she had a quote on her kid's mirror, and I love it. I need to hang it on my kid's mirror. But it said, um, this mirror is no more responsible for your looks than your circumstances are responsible for your happiness. Oh, wow. And I love that because yeah. I feel like it's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. I probably worded it wrong, but that was the gist of it. Yeah. And I, and so that, that came back to me too. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This, these circumstances do not right. get to dictate yeah. how I feel about it. Yeah. If I change my thoughts on it, right. then I am kind of choosing my feelings. Yeah. You know, like if you're thinking this negative, 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 negative all the time, then your feelings are going to be really negative. Yeah. But if you think a thought that you believe and that nourishes you, then your feelings are going to be different on it. So yeah. I think the choice of happiness comes when I choose to ask the right questions to the Lord and I choose to ask the right questions to myself and I choose to um, think of this circumstance as, you know, 
not such a horrible thing, even though it really is. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> but like, but I have to be like, I have, right. I have to like, it, I can be in a really bad place. Right. And I don't want to be. You could easily. Mm. I mean, easily, and no one would. No one even blame you for it. Well, you have those moments, right? No right. Perfect. Do you, so you choose it. I choose it all the time. All the time. Yeah. It wasn't just this one event in your life, even though that was a it, paradigm shifter for, for you. Sure. It didn't change everything in that moment. All of a sudden, it was easy to be happy. Mm -mm -mm. I choose it all the time. Like I said, like I have moments where my legs go out, where the yeah. pain is so excruciating, feels like my my joints are being literally ripped apart. Wow, ripped, or it feels like my muscles being ripped off. Like yeah. that's the only way I can describe it is a ripping. Wow, pain. so pain. I'm in pain twenty four seven. Oh my gosh, it's like all, 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 all. all See, the that time. would make me cranky. I'm a, I'm a baby. I'm a whiner. <sighs> well, you learned. I am a murmur. But you kind of learn to deal with the pain a little bit. I yeah. Think. You learn to work around it. You learn to yeah. like put it in the back of your mind because wow. it's just all, it's always yeah. there. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'll have those moments where it's so bad and I, I break down and I cry and I, I yeah. tell my husband, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. It hurts so bad. Or I, I, I want to go do these things that I, that I love or, you know, whatever. But yeah, but I always come back to it, you know, because that's not where I, that's not where I want to stay. You don't want to live there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you I should make that choice. Make, yeah. Like, acknowledge those emotions and how hard Absolutely. it is but not live there yes and i think it's important to allow yourself to yes. grieve it if you're feeling it if you're feeling yes. it take that moment to grieve it that's yeah. just if that's your body telling you and your mind telling you like this is a thought you've got to acknowledge you've got to like yeah. let yourself feel it feel it and live it for a minute and go through whatever right points of grief that you need to go through mm -hmm. to get back to that point where you can say i'm good yeah. You know, like I can, I can choose happiness. Yeah. yeah. And even during that grief, I can still choose happiness. Yeah. You know, there's moments where yeah. you, where you're just you acknowledging this is where I am. I mm -hmm. still am. Yeah. I still am generally happy and I understand, but I'm going to take this moment and, oh, for sure. and mourn the loss mm -hmm. or the, and I will, I will cry. And even my kids will cry when we talk about it together. And wow. we just, you know, yeah. Um, your husband's amazingly supportive. Amazing. Yeah. Your mom's amazingly supportive. Mm -hmm. Your dad, so proud of you. In fact, I was just, so just so you know how severe this is, your dad was telling me that like you were up in front of a bunch of kids at church and you just, your legs gave out and you just like fell over and is that right? Am I getting that right? I don't know. That's There's happened so more than one time. <laughs> but that's yes. typical. Yes, I know what he's talking about. Okay. But yes, yes, it's bad. Okay. It's very typical. To, so your body will just give out and you'll... It'll just give out or the pain will get so severe. I have to, I'm shaking, sweating. Wow. I have to get out and go lay down. And... Wow. You can't change your laundry. Your mom mm -hmm. comes over and moves your laundry for you. Yeah. Like if people bring it down to the basement, I can just piece by piece put it in, but I can't do anything heavy, you know? So everyone pitches in and does yeah. the laundry. <laughs> yeah. Do so it. even grocery shopping for you. Yeah. I have to rely on other people to push the carts for me wow. or lift heavy things. I can't do that. So it really is, I mean, because you're sitting here and it looks like, you know, <laughs> it, it looks totally like, normal. Right? right? You look totally normal. <laughs> Nobody would know. And like your dad said, you are happy. You yeah. choose not to live in the disability, even though you live with the disability. You don't live in the yeah, disability. So I, I just, I want to, I want them to know really how severe this really yeah, is. It's, pretty severe. it's severe. It's not. It's changed everything. Yeah. I mean, I remember. The last time I was here was your son's birthday, and you, I guess, you used to make these elaborate, beautiful cakes. Mm -hmm. And so, and and to me, your cake was still elaborate, and beautiful, and it was like nothing I could ever do because I can't even like I frost it and all the crumbles come up, and I'm like, it's a dirt cake. <laughs> like, 
assistance. But I did have assistance from my sister. Yeah. So yeah. Like, everything I make, I usually have assistance. Okay. Okay. And it, it and you were saying like this is the only thing I could do today. Like this is. Yeah. Like my I, son wants this birthday cake, and it's the only, only thing, thing I will do today. I could only do that cake. Yeah. And like, that is it. We don't have family over for dinner anymore for birthdays because yeah. I can't do it. I don't know if I'm gonna have a bad day. I don't know if I'm gonna have a good yeah. day. Even if I have a good day, I can't do what I used to do yeah. without assistance, and I don't always have that. Yeah. And I don't like to rely on people that much. No, like nobody does. It's a hard one. It is you a know, hard for one. For what I have to rely on, I I know what I have to rely on for, right. so I don't like to take on extra. <laughs> relying on I chose to throw a banquet, all of you should know. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's gotta be, um, I, I just for me, I don't like limitations. Yeah. I don't, and especially, like I said, when so much of our worth comes from, like, what we can do and, and what we're capable of doing mm -hmm. is so hard. Yeah, I think, and I think one thing that's helped me with that is um, I try to take advantage of when people are helping me to like spend time with them. Oh, that I makes love sense that. Because yes. it's so hard. Like I have a friend that was the sweetest thing in the world and she would take me to Costco every week. And instead of being bitter that I couldn't go by myself, I was yeah. like, I gotta be with my friend yeah. for an hour in the store. Like, who else gets to go to Costco with their friend? Yeah. Like, I get to be here with her, wow. and I miss that. And, you know, we have different schedules yeah. now, so it doesn't work. And so my mom was kind of taking me, and that was fine and everything, but then one day she couldn't. And so Marcus, my lover yeah. with Down syndrome, Yeah, we love Marcus. <laughs> um, my mom was like, how Marcus take you? And I was like, oh my gosh, for sure. He yeah, can he can lift. Part. Yeah. It has been the funnest thing ever really? to go to class with him every week. Like I look forward to going with yeah. him because it's like our time together and we get to talk and he's fun and he's yeah. so sweet and yeah. trying to help him like maneuver through people sometimes. <laughs> it's just like, it's just precious. Yeah. I, like, and so for me, I'm like, I would not get this time with him. Like we go at our pace yeah. and like, it's fun. And, and so I, so it's hard to rely on people, but I yeah. have to be like, Okay, but I can't do anything about it. So here I am. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's at least enjoy it. But, yeah. Yeah. But this is what I'm hearing. You really could choose to be bitter and resentful about it, but you are choosing yeah. to find the good in all of it. Yeah. You're choosing that. I mean, yeah. I, I hear you doing it yeah. right now. Can we please just tell the story of Marcus and Costco with your parents? <laughs> Can we please just tell that story? Oh my gosh. So Marcus is how old? He's 45. 40, 46. 46. Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Okay, so go I'm ahead. Verified. I'm sure you... Oh, well... He's he, hilarious. He just said, um, he said to my dad, I need to go to the bathroom. And so they're like, okay. And so we started to walk off and my dad was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow him. I don't know why, but I just feel like I should follow him. He followed him and he walked into the employee's lounge. And my dad just waited out there thinking, you know, he's gonna realize right. he went into the wrong room and he's gonna come right back yeah. out. And he didn't. So my dad's like, what in the world? So my dad goes in there and he's slicing this giant piece of pie. And my dad just stands there and Marcus is like, oh, you caught me. Or he goes, well, you caught me. And my dad was like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah. they always have treats in here, Dad. So this was like something he did all the time. And we yeah. were sitting at he was dinner. a regular oh, totally. in the employee lounge. All the employees are in there. No. No one says anything like, should you be in here, sir? No. No one says a word. They just like let him come in and get, get his treats. And, and like, I asked him. Chat with him yeah. No, no. I think they just like ignore that it's happening. <laughs> like they don't know what, they don't, no one wants to approach him and be like, sir, I don't think you should be in here. So he just totally takes advantage of the fact that no one's going to address the situation. And so we were, I asked him, I was like, Marcus, like, how often do you do this? He's like, too many to count. I don't know. I was like, well, what do they, what do you like there? I like when they have pie the best. They have muffins and cookies. Like, he's been here a lot. And so when we were at Costco the last time, yeah. we're leaving and he looks behind him into like the employee lounge. I'm like, don't even think right. about it. I'm like, we all know now. You're never getting away with this again. You're so good. I'd be like, bring me. <laughs> 
I like poppy seeds. Oh, so I went through naughty things to like sneak out at night, and I was like, okay, but bring me. Bring like, me this, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, you're better than me. So <laughs> like, bring me poppy seeds. <laughs> It's because, it's because I have to be like, you know, a little bit of the parental Oh, right, role, right. right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's funny. That's so, that's a straight up market. Yeah. Okay, so anything, anything else that we should bring up? All good stuff. Oh my gosh. No, seriously, you're my hero. I can't imagine just going from one truck to another. So, they've been rapid. They have been rapid. They've been rapid. It's like hell opened up when you got married and said, here, let me hand, <laughs> let me hand you everything you missed when you were a kid. I'm going to hand it up to you right now. Like, <laughs> I remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Listen, it was, it was a talk somewhere and, and it was a, a kid that um, became um, paralyzed. And he said, people's responses were, you are extra good. So you do, you know, so God's giving you these extra trials. And then others were like, God's humbling you because you were too proud or something. He got up and he said, I believe it's just this life. Yeah. This life is supposed to be hard. This life is supposed to get us back to God. And this life isn't supposed to be easy. It's yeah. supposed to be hard. And and he said, I don't think I'm better or worse than anyone else. I I am just living this life. And we're all living with different trials. Yeah, totally true. Yeah. And I always I always have to tell myself because I'm always like, oh, what's next you know like right what is next right but then I yeah. tell myself and I and I'm like well maybe since I've gone through so much in such a short time right. like maybe right I'll like it'll be okay now yeah but then I have to remind myself like no one trial does not make you exempt from another right like just because you go through something really really hard does not mean yeah that they're gonna be like ah you're good right right <laughs> okay so two things so and you can this one might be too personal so think about it anger with God did you deal with that and did you have to and did you, so did you have this thing where like, if I'm just living all the commandments and I'm doing all the right things and nothing bad will happen, like my life will be so good if I just do everything right. And then I don't know where I got this idea. And I think a lot of people have it because I look back and I'm like, that's not the way it happened for Abraham or Moses or anyone. Like they were doing the right things, but they had massive trials Huge. and difficult lives so I don't know where I got this idea where like God's abandoned me it because I'm yeah. doing everything right and I'm obeying and I'm 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 just really trying hard and still these trials are coming why is like this idea of why is God doing this to me type of thing yeah like, did you ever oh I think for sure I've had those thoughts yeah you know especially at the beginning and you know through the different trials but right. yeah like it's a good reminder to be like, yeah, but just go look at the Bible. Right. Like those righteous people all had like yeah. severe things happen. Right. All of them. They, yeah. And so I don't know why I got this idea that my life would look, you know, like a fairy tale if I just mm -hmm. did all of these particular things. Because it's things. like, if you follow the commandments, you'll be blessed. Right. Right. And it's true. But it doesn't say you'll be blessed and not have trials. Right. It just says you'll be blessed. Yeah. And like, I have to remind myself all the time, like, this is a trial. It sucks. Yeah. But I have gained way more than I've lost. Yeah. I have gained way more than I've lost. Like people right. are like, God, if you could go back in time, I bet you just take away. I'm like, I'm not sure I would. Yeah. I really, I'm not sure yeah. I would because then I would lose everything that I have gained from going through this. Right. Like it's, I can't even go there because I'm so grateful for what I've, I've learned. Yeah. I'm so grateful for what yeah. I've learned, what I've gained and. What you've learned about yourself, what yeah. you've learned about God, what you've learned about about myself, about my family, about my relationship with the Lord, um, connections. Like yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. 
And that's hard because you kind of want to sometimes. Right, you want to be right. like, it's taken away. But then you're right. like, no, then I wouldn't But what I gain? Yeah. Right. I think the Lord blesses us in our trials and he lifts our burdens and right. he carries us through. But I don't think we would see it if it weren't for the trials. For the trials for sure. and for the adversities. For sure. But kind of going back to that, I think I like why did God do this to me? I I finally had to come to come to um that is the that's the mentality of a victim who's been abused. Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing I understand about the nature of God is he's not an abuser. Mm-hmm. He's he's loving and he has my best I believe that that he has my best interest. And if I'm gonna live in this victim world where why are you doing this to me? It makes God a, a persecutor and he's not. Right. He's a savior. Right. You know, um, he saves. He doesn't persecute. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I still live there sometimes in the murmuring, but catching myself and going, no, he's not doing this to you. He might even be doing it for you. Right. Like, that's the truth. Right. Like, but coming to that is... It's a process. It's a process. And it's a journey. Like, you have to keep re- relearning it a lot. Yeah. A times. Yeah. Yeah, reminding ourselves over and over again, which it sounds like you're good at. It sounds like you, is it easier to catch yourself now, like in the negative thinking or the victim thinking like faster? Does it get faster? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like the Mm -hmm. cycle from Mm -hmm. being, ah, to I'm okay. This is good. This is thought correction. Yeah. It's become a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, I'm still working on different areas of my life. Right. But with this particular one, yeah. 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 I feel like it's a little bit easier to to come into yeah okay i don't know if we've forgotten anything but i really i really believe that you'll help people like i i that's that's just kind of my move to get this out here because like you said you read someone else's story and that's what changed it for you and i believe if people can hear your story it will change them because your story is incredible and because Okay, your story is incredible, not just because it's a story of um, the hard things. It's a story of triumph and victory for you. And not because you got rid of what you're going through. Sorry. <laughs> it's triumph and victory because even though you're still in it, you choose to not let it take you. And I, I think that sometimes we think we have to triumph and victory is after the trial. But sometimes it's right in it yeah sometimes it's right in the middle yeah yeah and that's i think that's why your story is so important to share so thank you thank you you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us (laughs) thank you for tuning in please like and subscribe it helps our algorithms so we can be seen and heard